0: This sermon is brought to you by Shofar East London, together living out the fullness of Christ. We hope you enjoy this message. I just want to thank you guys for receiving us, and uh, um, it's really a massive privilege to be here, and it's a massive privilege um, to share the Word with you guys, and uh, it's humbling as well. Um, so Andre, thank you so much. It's my first time in East London. And this is an awesome place. Please never forget to be thankful for the ocean. Okay, I've seen the weather forecast for Wellington this coming week. We are hitting the 40s again this week. And um, so think of me and pray for me, please, in the heat. It's going to be awesome. But um, I'm married to a beautiful wife, Frankie, and we've got two boys, Joshua and John. They're at home. They send their love. Um, my surname must tell you this story is Loftus. Okay, now living in the Boerland where you have like very passionate, stormer, supporter, that's a very dangerous name or surname to have, like some people say, what, what? Say your surname again? And you can get stoned in the Boerland for having a surname like Loftus, right? But it doesn't end there. It gets worse. My wife has got one sister, and you won't believe this, but she's married to a Farsfeld. So we've got the two sisters. One is Loftus, one is Fersfeld, and that's just super humbling. But uh, I went for inner healing and all of that stuff. So I'm, I think I'm doing better now. But uh, but yeah, uh, the Lord. I, I joked with Andre this afternoon. Wellington was the town where myself and my wife both said in our younger years, we will never live there. <laughs> So I've I've learned something never say never. Okay so I will never say I will go to Johannesburg never 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 ever. Guys I'm going to pick up on uh, on what Andre shared about the kingdom encounter weekend that you guys are having when is that next weekend um so uh, I'm going to share just a little bit around the kingdom and I want to ask you if you can open up your bibles um in Matthew 4 Um, we're going to look at a few scriptures. It's going to be, um, and, and I hope that, uh, that, that this word just breaks open to you why this is so important, why this is so important. I'm going to, I'm going to start us off by saying something that I heard that really upset me the first time I heard it really upset me. So I'm going to share it with you when I heard a preacher say this, um, but it upset me in a good way. And, um, it was this, and he said that, Jesus never preached the cross. And Jesus never preached to be born again. All right. Now before you stone me, let me explain to you. So what is the message that Jesus Christ came to give, and the message that He came to preach, right? And we find that in Matthew 4 verse 17. Are you guys there, Matthew four seventeen. Let's read what is the message that Jesus came to preach. That's very good. Amen. Thank you for media. Thank you, Jesus. Repent for what? For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Right. That was the message that Jesus came to preach. Now, if you go one chapter back, and you're going to look in Matthew three. Verse 1 and 2, what was the message that John the Baptist preached when he came to prepare the way for the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world? In verse 2, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Same message that Jesus came to preach, John the Baptist preached. Now, you will see in Scripture, you will see the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. It's referring to the same truth, okay? Okay. The kingdom of heaven in this in in Matthew Matthew the book of the gospel of Matthew was written to Jews so they would have understand the kingdom of heaven better. Where the other gospels, if you look in 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 Mark and uh, and so on, you will see the kingdom of God featuring, and it's the same truth. But here we see what is the message that Jesus came to preach: the kingdom of God. And here is the message that John the Baptist preached: the kingdom of God. Now turn your Bibles to Luke four forty three. Jesus, preaching the kingdom, demonstrating the kingdom, walking around, and he's in a town, and the people tell Jesus, please stay here. And Jesus "Say, say to them, I must preach, what? The kingdom of God to other cities also, for I was sent for this purpose. For which purpose was Jesus sent? To preach the kingdom of God. Right? Are you getting this? We see in Matthew 10, Jesus tells His disciples to go out to the streets, and He gives them a message to go and preach. And what is that message? Lo and behold, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The same message. When Jesus went to the cross and He went to the grave and He was resurrected, in Acts 1, we see that Jesus spent time with His disciples after He, he, he was resurrected, right? And He spends time with them and um I think that was important time for Jesus, okay? If you can go to Acts 1-3, sorry, I'm gonna make you work tonight through the scriptures. We see something interesting. Jesus, it, it says in Acts 1-3, to, to these he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many con- convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days, and speaking to them the things concerning the kingdom of God. Right? So we see this is the message of John the Baptist. This is the message of Jesus. This is the message Jesus gives to his disciples to take out. And we see after his resurrection in that 40 day period, he chooses to speak to them concerning the kingdom of God. And if you go through scripture and you look at the the teachings of Jesus Christ, you will see even in Colossians 1-3 it says we have been trans, we have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness, and placed into the kingdom of light. In the Sermon on the Mount, it is a sermon explaining the difference between a life in the kingdom and a worldly life. If you go and look at the parables that Jesus taught, he taught the parables to explain to the people how the kingdom of God works. In the parable of the sower, the seed that is sown is the word of the kingdom. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a sower going out the wheat and the tears the kingdom is like leaven the kingdom is like this treasure that you find in a field and you go away and you sell everything to have that treasure the kingdom is like this precious pearl you find the kingdom is like a man that takes a net and throws it out into the ocean and, and catches all kinds of of fish right so this message understanding the kingdom is so crucial for each believer. Now, is the cross of Jesus Christ important? Absolutely, it's important. Our sins would not have been forgiven if it wasn't for the cross of Christ. Right? If, if His body wasn't broken, we wouldn't have our healing in Jesus' name. Right? Is it important? It's absolutely important. But that wasn't... Jesus said, for the joy set before me, I endure the cross, so there was a joy behind the cross. Okay, is being born again important? Absolutely, it's important. If you go and read in John three this discussion that Jesus has with with uh, uh, Nicodemus, you will see that he says to Nicodemus, "Nobody can enter the kingdom of God without being born again." So, being born again is only you walking into the kingdom of God, and now there's a life to be lived in the kingdom. Amen? Does that make sense to you guys? Okay, so do you take a baby, when a baby is born, is that the end of life or the beginning of life? It is the beginning of life in this earth, right? You were not only saved from something, but you were saved to something. I see too many people today in the church that believe the gospel of their own salvation. And when they get saved, like, hallelujah, I am not going to hell. Jesus, I can go on with my life. But that's not the gospel that Jesus came to preach. He came to preach the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Start thinking in a different way because the rulership and the manifestation of the rulership of Christ is here. And God has come to the earth to manifest himself and to manifest itself. So the cross is absolutely important. Being born again is absolutely important. But it's not a means to an end. It's the beginning. It's the way we get into the kingdom. And whoever you understand that when you are born again... You are a citizen of the kingdom. You are in this world, but you're not from this world. And you are now called to manifest the kingdom, right? Be the salt, be the light, right? Manifest this other world that you are now a part of called the kingdom. And I so appreciate Jesus explaining to us in the parables how this world that he lives in works so that we can understand it and so that we can manifest it. On this earth, while we are still here, it is interesting and, a, and and a blessing to me when when you read scripture to see that many people just want to make it to heaven. That's like their goal, just to make it. Like, it will smoke will come out of their behind, but they just at least they just made it. Thank you. There's just so much more. This is not the this is not the message of the Bible. The message of yes, will we go to heaven? Yes, we will go to heaven. But the message of the Bible is more about heaven coming to us, His world invading our world. Right? That is why even when 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 in the old covenant we had the temple. Why did we have the temple? So that the world of God, the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord can manifest and enter into right our. Re- the world that we live in our realm so it was not so much from you to just be transported to this other world but it was the kingdom and earth overlapping and being together and manifesting christ in us right and then the lamb that they used to slaughter in the temple now jesus became this lamb that was slaughtered to take away the sins of the world and and the curtain was torn right Amen. And who's the tabernacle now where the glory of God manifested and the presence of God manifested? We are now the temple of God. And God and the, and the message of Christ was the kingdom is at hand. It is here now. It is to enter your life and to manifest through your life into a, 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 a dark world to be the light there. This is the message that Jesus came to bring. It is more than just being saved. It is to live a life that reflect the kingdom of God, His sovereign rule, and His goodness, right? His goodness. He is a king. I see many people misquote, I think it's Romans 10 verse 9 that says, if we confess with our mouths that Jesus, right, is our Savior, we will be saved. The scripture says that if we confess with our mouth, He is what? Lord. Lord is kingdom language. He's a ruler. <laughs> huh? He's a ruler. He's a Lord. So the thing with Jesus is you cannot have Jesus as Savior and not have Him as Lord. You know the saying, He is either Lord of all or He's not Lord at all. You meet Him. when. Think about this. When one kingdom invades another kingdom and you meet the king you meet him first not first as savior but you meet him first as lord and then you have a choice this king just just uh, overtaken your kingdom and your your life is now in his hands and you must choose what you're going to do with this king and in the olden days they will bow before the king to say lord we surrender you are lord of my my life is now in your hands i surrender to you and then that king will choose if you live or die so you meet Jesus as Lord, the conviction of our sin, right? And then what does the scripture says? It's the goodness of this King that leads us to repentance. This good King says, I didn't come in to kill you. I came to save you. And as we bow to him, he becomes our savior and he saves our souls to come into his kingdom and to live a kingdom life. Guys, I see too many people in church missing the point. Just doing stuff and religious activity, and the word of the Lord and the message of Christ was that of a kingdom invading your life and changing you. It's interesting that um, when Jesus preached this word, um, and he kind of did it a lot, but it, he wasted no time explaining to them what he is meaning. You see, it's just like that is the shortest sermon ever. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Boom. alter called time. He didn't explain it. He just... And he didn't explain it for a reason because there was a concept in their minds that understood something about a kingdom. They knew the scriptures, right? They knew Daniel 7, 18. Interesting, it says that the saints of the Most High shall receive a kingdom... He knows Isaiah prophesied that a child will be given to us and on his shoulders will rest the government. Now think about this. This is kingdom language, right? They understood that we are waiting a king to come, right? A king must come to us. So the concept of kingdom and kingdom realities was nothing new to them. They knew they were waiting for a king, and that is why when Jesus was crucified, and I'm going to explain that to you in kingdom concept context right now in a moment, but that they thought this is the end. We thought he's going to be king and now he's dead. Well, that, that doesn't help us a lot. The Jews when Christ came on the scene were waiting for the king to for a king to come uh, to save them from the Romans. And now the one that they thought's going to be king just died we're going to get there in a moment. in Genesis 118 we see the first concept of kingdom. You put up Genesis 118. Thank you very much. <clears throat> New King James. Hmm. So Genesis 1:18 says, "And God blessed them, and God said to them, "You know this right? be fruitful and multiply." By the way, the, this congregation is doing that very well, obedient to that. I can see a sword this morning in the, in the morning service. And fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion. Have dominion. Now, that word dominion can also be translated into kingdom. That is the same word used in Matthew 6.33 when Jesus says, Seek first the kingdom. And I heard a guy make a comment on this and saying, that this was so interesting to him, that when sin entered the world, what we really lost was kingdom. We lost dominion. We were created in the image of God, and we are still created in the image of God. But what we lost when sin entered the world is to have dominion. And we gave that authority over to Satan, basically, to come and rule. And that is why Christ came, to restore dominion, to restore kingdom to restore his rulership over his own creation. And there's coming a day where all creation will be set free from sin and death, right? And it will be glorious. But for now, we are called as kingdom citizens to bring the peace of God and the kingdom wherever we go, right? So we see this concept of kingdom even in Genesis Genesis one and um, and if you go through the scriptures, all the all the prophets they prophesy about this king that's going to come. Can you remember in Isaiah fifty two, just Jerusalem was 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 broken down and destroyed, and and the 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 prophets prophesy, but they see a messenger coming. Blessed is the feet of the one that brings what good news, right? And, and the good news that came to the city at that time was that God is still in control. God is still ruling, and one day God will still rule from Jerusalem. And it is because of this promise that they received out of the prophet Isaiah's mouth that out of Babylon, the Jews returned to Jerusalem to rebuild Jerusalem, awaiting this king to arrive and to come to Jerusalem. And years later, here's Jesus. He's born, humbly in a manger, right? And what did the wise men say? They went to go and seek not only a boy, but they went to go and seek the king. Think about the the, the the gifts that they brought him. They brought him kingly gifts, right? They went to to Herod and told Herod, listen, the king of the Jews has been born. Do you know where he is? And Herod didn't like that. And obviously a king doesn't like another king being born, that means that his kingdom is going to be taken from him by another king. And that is why Herod wanted to kill Jesus. Because his title of a king threatened his own kingdom. Right? So he sought him out to kill him because of that threat. And by God's grace, Jesus grew up and um, into man, and then he started to preach this message. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now it's interesting if you go to the to the gospel of Mark, what he says there. He says uh, um, in uh Mark one um, verse 15 The time has come, and he said, The kingdom of God is near. Jesus speaking it. I love what Andre said it when, when he was at us. It's at hand. It's like if you stretch out your hand, it's here. You can touch it, it's in reach for you. Right? And then he, he says, the kingdom of heaven is, is near. Repent and believe the good news. Okay? The good news. Now that good news, that word is evangelion. Evangeli. That is what we translate as gospel. Right? Now that word is a very interesting word. That word was used to announce the coming of a new king. A coming of a new era. And that word gospel is used to sum up the message of Jesus Christ. Of the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It was very profound. To use that word is to announce, listen, something has changed. There's a new king here. A new king. And his name is Jesus. Right? And he starts proclaiming this kingdom. And he does not only proclaim this kingdom, but he demonstrates this kingdom. People are healed. They are set free. Right? it's just, this is an upside down kingdom it doesn't make sense right to the people it's different than the system of the world, and it should be it should be amen and Jesus gets his disciples, he gets twelve disciples re- representing twelve the di- uh, tribes of israel and um, and and he goes on and he heals people, he goes about doing good, and the religious leaders wants to kill him for that and here's the crazy thing about this. Gospel that we believe in. Jesus let them kill him. And there's a very good reason for this. Jesus went first. Can you remember? He went to the Jewish court and then to the Roman court. Do you remember that? Okay. So he went to the Jewish court and you will read in scripture he was silent a lot. And uh, the one commentary uh, uh, I read said like maybe he was silent because they weren't asking the right questions. He only answered them when when they asked him, are you the Christ? Now, the Christ was almost like his title, right? Are you the one that they spoke about that's going to come and set your people free, the King, the Messiah? And Jesus answers that question because I believe that is the right question to ask. And he says to them, yes, I am. And they think he is crazy because, listen, you are on your way to the cross. You're going to die. You are crazy to think you're going to be a king. And here's the thing, why I think Jesus did not answer their questions. Jesus did not come to earth to establish religious activities, which they were a part of and doing. He came to establish a kingdom, and a kingdom people to walk on the earth and manifest it. And and, and after he was in the Jewish court, he went to the Roman court. And Pilate, I think, understanding kingdom principles, he, he guns it straight to the point to Jesus, and he says, are you the king of the Jews? Right question. Jesus says to him, yes, I am. But my kingdom is not of this earth. It is from another world. Right. And here Jesus goes to the cross. And if you read the crucifixion in the Gospels, you will see that the crucifixion depicts almost um, his enthronement. He gets a throne of thorns, he gets a crown, and he gets a a, a, a kingly robe uh, to put on, and he's lifted high, not on a throne but on a cross, and above his head he gets a sign saying, "Is Jesus Christ, the King of the Jews, the King of the Jews?" And why did he go to death? A king only rules over the enemies that he defeats. And what is the last enemy of sin? Death itself. If our king did not go to, 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 the, to the grave, right, to overtake and overpower death, it will still, sin would still have a sting in it. Oh death, where is your sting? Our king went there to defeat death and now he has been resurrected, and now He's the one that rules over the living and the dead. He is the King that has broken the power of sin over the, over every person on this earth. Everyone who will believe on Him. But I believe we live in a time where the church is once again needing to take the gospel, the true gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the gospel of the kingdom, outside. There's too many people... and we cannot make it, in the world out there, we cannot make it about a fight about who's right and wrong. Because then we can't go to sinners that's in sin and they are doing wrong things and say, listen, taste and see that the Lord is good. That is why Jesus wasn't afraid of darkness. He went into the sinner's house. He spent time with him and he brought the kingdom with him. Right? And they saw the goodness of this king. And it is that goodness that leads us to repentance, to believe in our King, Jesus. Bill Johnson always says, everybody wants a King like Jesus. He's not a King that comes to rule with fear. He's a King that gave up His life for His followers. And when we meet Him, we get faced with this reality, are we going to bow our knees to this great King? And are we going to serve Him? Is this going to be the joy of our life to serve this awesome king? This awesome king that wants to invade you with his spirit and manifest his goodness through you. This king that calls you to partner with him and to work with him on this earth. Right? Not your will be done, but his will be done. I mean, we get this great privilege to be a part of what the Lord is doing in the earth right now. And there is coming a day when He is going to return, this great King of us. And the Scripture says that He will not come as the Lamb, but He will come as a great King to judge the living and the dead. A King riding on a white horse called Faithful and True, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And this is the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a gospel of a kingdom. It is understanding the citizenship that we now have in the kingdom. In a, and we struggle with this because we've got a democracy mindset. And in a democracy, all the, all the power lies with the people. The people elect their leaders, right? And if you go and read the Constitution of, uh, of South Africa, you will see the very first line says, uh, we the people of South Africa. And then the Constitution is written. Listen, in a kingdom, you don't you don't have rights in a kingdom. You have privilege in a kingdom. That is why in the olden day, you, people rejoiced when there was a good king. And they mourned when, when there was a bad king. Because in a kingdom, you don't have privileges. <laughs> you don't have rights, you have privileges. In a kingdom, we the people don't get to write the constitution. Our constitution have, has been written. Here it is. And for that reason, no church leader can go and sit down and say that the first part of Genesis is just stories. It's not applicable. It's not authoritative. We cannot change that. That is dangerous, dangerous territory for any church leader to go and say that the first part of Genesis is, is not applicable. It's a very dangerous thing to take the king's constitution and take scriptures out of it that we don't understand. It's not given for us. Right? We are called to look differently. We have given up our citizenship. We have given up our passports to live as people of this earth. We now live as people of His kingdom. It's different. Different. We submit to a different king and a different set of rules (laughs) and a different way of doing things. And I believe if we start believing again into the in, in the true gospel that Jesus came to preach, and you hear my heart in this, the cross is important, being born again is important, but to shine and to bring forth the kingdom of God. That is what we have been called as a church to do. And there's a scripture in my heart that I want to read, read to you. And um, guys, and I must tell you, heaven has got priorities. Heaven has got priorities. And do you know what the priority of heaven is? We find it in Matthew 6:33. Jesus calling us to align with the priority of heaven, and the priority of heaven is this. First seek, what? The kingdom of heaven. (laughs) The kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all else will be added to you. If you are fully committed to this king, he is fully committed to you to look after you. Fully committed. But in those days, when you are fully committed to a king, it is his responsibility to look after you as his citizen. So if we get into kingdom mindsets and we say, like, if we submit to this king, and we, if we first seek his kingdom, he is committed to look after us. He's committed to this. Right? He is so good. He is a good, good king that came to invade. And when it comes to His kingdom, He says His kingdom is it's not eating and drinking, right? His kingdom is righteousness, it is joy and it is peace. And where is it found? In the Holy Spirit. To see the God's kingdom come is to see His authority and His rulership entering a room, entering a life and changing that life. And in that life, a surrendered life, sickness must bow. And depression must bow. And wrong way of thinking must bow. And this king, this good king, invites us to say, come to me and learn from me. Take off the heavy burdens that this earth places on you. Come to me and learn from me. (laughs) Learn from me the way of the kingdom. Learn from me to to live in the way of a kingdom. And guys, I want to encourage you, like on this earth, on this side of eternity, we are going to feel like aliens because we are aliens. We are in this world, but we're not from this world. Right? You're going to look different. You're going to make different choices than your unsaved friends are going to make. You're going to do life differently. Because you don't. You don't you, we're not swayed away by the ways of the world and the desires of the world. We have given ourselves to the way of the kingdom of God. To say, Christ, come and rule in us come and rule in us. I'm gonna to read to you out of Luke 24 as we end off. Luke 24 32 to 32 this is on the road to Emmaus when Jesus met those men and they didn't recognize him and he went out to eat with them. And it says when he was at um, and he when he was at table with them at the table with him he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes was, were opened. And they recognized Him. And He vanished from their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while He talked with to us on the road, while He opened up the Scriptures to us? And I just have the sense tonight that if you are hungry, that the Lord is wanting to open up again the Scriptures to you. He wants to touch your eyes, to see And He wants to place inside of you a burning desire for Him and for His Kingdom. To walk away from living for yourself, to live for the King. And this is why when we go and we pray in the name of our King, this is powerful stuff. A King sent somebody, he commissioned somebody to go in his name, and when you go in the name of the king, you have the backing of the whole kingdom behind you, (laughs) in his name, in the name of Jesus, so Lord, we pray tonight, so if you are just, if you just, man, if you're just hungry, say, Lord, you, you need to come and revive a passion for your name again, a passion for your kingdom, Lord, I don't just want to be saved, God. I want to live for your kingdom. I want to see your kingdom come wherever I go. Just open up your heart and receive from the Lord. So, Father, we want to bring our bodies as living sacrifices. God, we want to surrender to you, great and awesome King. That came to save us and now give us a spirit of adoption. That you bring us into your kingdom, into your house. We are called your sons and your daughters. Lord, I pray that you will touch our eyes to see. That you will once again ignite inside of us a burning desire for you. That we may say, as these disciples said, that not our hearts burn with inside of us when you talk to us. When we saw truth. Father, I pray that that this burning desire, Holy Spirit, that you will come and ignite again the flame inside of us. The compelling power that we give ourselves, not for ourselves, but we give ourselves for this great King, for the glory of Christ, our King and our Savior. Thank you for listening. Find more on Shofar East London's podcast channel. Let's do life together.